coming to get you, Barbara. Here's some money. Go see a Star Wars. But I'm trying, Ringo. I'm trying real hard to be the shepherd. Welcome back to Long Walk Talks. My name is David. I'm the owner and creative director of Long Walk Productions, and I am joined today, as always, by my two co-hosts, Stan Wilson-Lee. Hello. And Chris Wilson-Barnes, who did not want to do the intro yet again on this episode. Uh, if you're going to sell me out, I'm going to sell you out. It's a good thing you didn't take notes when you told me you almost fell asleep during the movie. I didn't almost fall asleep. I just kind of tuned out in the middle of it. I came That's back in That's better, the end. sure. No, Mystery Science Theater, I straight up like fought sleep the entire time. Boy, I'm really glad to hear the things I like bring you nothing but meh. That's not true. Well, let's tell them what we're talking about before we start arguing right we're off t- the bat. <laughs> Wow. We're not even arguing about the movie. I guess movie. you guys are me from last week, huh? Or last time. All right. Well, we yeah, are going to be... I'll keep bringing that up. That's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> we are going to be continuing our Perfect Tens discussion with the second of Chris's picks, Wreck-It Ralph. Chris, do you want to tell us a little bit about Wreck-It Ralph and your love for it? I'd like to hear what you, what you remember. What I remember? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I watched it last night. No, uh, wreck I'm, is a video. Wreck. <laughs> no, I've got it. I, <clears throat> I'm just going to call him Wreck from now on. No, please hey, don't. Buddy. We're on a first name basis. Wreck That's Wilson not as Barnes. <laughs> wreck it, Ralph. Wilson Barnes. <laughs> I'm going to go stand outside for 50 minutes. <laughs> and just let me and Stan. Sure. <laughs> All right. We'd have a All good right. time with it. Go ahead, would Chris. Any, would anyone else... Um, all right, so I'll, be, I'll give a basic rundown, and you guys can chime in wherever you want. Wait, check that. Um, <laughs> you probably shouldn't let us do that. No, but the basic, the basic idea of the movie is uh, Wreck-It Ralph is a video game, is an arcade game from 1982 that's, uh, that's uh, in a, in owned by uh, a man named Mr. Litwack in his arcade. Uh, kind of like, like still, still one of the last few like, freestanding arcades. And um, it and all the games in the arcade um, are also, all the characters in it are basically sentient. Uh, when, when everyone leaves for the day, they go, they leave their games and they go into the, <laughs> I, like the I like this idea, the power, the, power uh, the surge protector area, which is their hub world, yes. where they all interact with each other. Uh, and Ralph uh, in his game is the villain, he's the bad guy. Uh, because Fix-It Felix Jr. is the hero. Uh, and at this point, after about 30 years of the game, he's tired of not getting any recognition or respect. So he sets out to change that. Okay. <clears throat> very nice, very succinct. Um, what is our first topic of discussion? All right. Did you like it? I did. I enjoyed it. This is the second time I saw it. Uh I have to guess, I have to preface it. I, I, I love this movie, Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, but, and I've, ta- I've talked to you ad infinitum about this, about how I would, when it first came out, I wouldn't have gone seeking right. it out and everything. And, um, but once I, once I did watch it, and we were talking about how this was released in 2012, and I know I didn't see it 
You got to keep bringing that up, don't you? <laughs> Until, because it's like, and I and I had a brain stoppage because I'm like, I know I've seen it with Amanda, so it's like, I didn't I didn't see it for mm-hmm. like, it had to have been right before the first time I saw Record Ralph would have to be right before the sequel came out. So okay, um, I had you know, and and you had praised what was going on in the sequel and. We talked about how good the first one was, and 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 Amanda loves it. Um, uh, so I ended up watching Wreck-It Ralph, and it turned into one of my favorite movies. And you, along with Detective Pikachu, got, gave me the bo- um, the uh, uh, steel box versions of the Blu-rays. So it's like, um, so I ha- I own it, and so it's like, it is one of my favorite films, and I, I will always appreciate you being part of the turn on for it for me so so yes i love it and i think it's sarah silverman's best performance ever and best work ever aside from her five minute cameo at the beginning of way of the gun yes i completely agree okay i think yeah. you're also leaving out ollie and andy from bob's burgers oh that's right yeah <laughs> sarah silverman and her sister nice uh so so yes this one uh, we're all in agreement unlike last time we all enjoyed the movie Good, good to hear. <laughs> and I probably it's, love it more than you. I don't know. <laughs> it's been a month and you're still bitter about <laughs> I'll never Science forgive Theater. you, sons of bitches, yeah. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to say, so what did you, did you like? Like lines, moments, scenes, and just, uh, just in general, what did you like about it? So Dan, do you want to take this one first? Uh, sure. Um, I'm going to right off the bat, mm-hmm. uh, the script is super smart, um, especially if you're a video gamer or gamer in, in general, and especially if you've been connected to like the arcade, stand-up arcade games and stuff, and, and back in the day games, and uh, because there's so much mentions of like the asteroids and the Cuberts and the and all that stuff. So right off the bat, the script and the references to classic gaming is is brilliant, and then the performances, the voice performances are just great. Uh, John C. Riley is brilliant as Wreck-It Ralph. John C. Riley has a, has a great voice for the the earnest but kind a kind of slow on the uptake guy. Yes, the forlorn. It's like why don't people like me better? Um, and, and then, but what actually draws me completely into the movie, mm-hmm. um, besides. Uh, Record, uh, not uh, um, Fix It Felix and um, the soldier lady. Uh, Calhoun. It, Calhoun. Yeah, Sergeant Calhoun. Sergeant Calhoun. Um, uh, the relationship that is developed between, uh, and, I, and I, can, I can never remember Sarah Silverman's. Vanellope. Vanellope. Von Schweetz. Vanellope Von Schweetz's and uh, uh, Record Ralph's relationship. Yeah, that they is have developed. a great dynamic in the movie. And, and that continues in the sequel in Ralph Wrecks the Internet, and so that relationship is just key to so much of the movie, and so everything that happens is uh, resultant from that relationship, and, that, and, I, and I love that the most. I enjoy it because it's just a fun time to sit down and <clears throat> enjoy, just oh, to sure. take in. It really is. Um, it has plenty of sincerity and also like a lot of that heartfelt kind of... Uh, storytelling that you've come to expect mm-hmm. um while not taking itself too seriously yeah no they uh, they expertly kind of sprinkle in a lot of hijinks in mm-hmm. the middle of it uh, and that's 
because the director of the film is Rich Moore, who did a lot of work on Futurama. Mm -hmm. It is one of the least Disney of the Disney animated films. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Um, if if I didn't if if I didn't remember, oh, oh yeah, this is a Disney production. Uh, I wouldn't. Ha I would have seen it more um, as like the Zootopia, the folks that make Zootopias and stuff like that. You know, uh, or definitely not Pixar, which is Disney. But the idea that uh, it's the least Disney of the Disney animated stuff. It's for me. It's definitely the only one in which Kano rips out a zombie's heart. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yes. So automatically, it's got that going for it. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. I, I did love zombie. <laughs> that is one of my favorite moments. Is the uh, is the uh, circle circle talks. <laughs> the ba Badenon. Yeah, yeah Badenon. Well, yeah. That's great. It definitely made me miss playing uh, House of the Dead as well. Because <laughs> yes. just what a fucking ridiculous arcade game that was. <laughs> Before we get into like the the, the headier themes of, of the movie, I, I like like I said I like the idea of the hub world where all the game characters uh, meet up and like the surge protector, um, and seeing all the characters was great because they they made a uh, for every for every cameo they got in the movie any of them that were speaking were the actual voice actors for the characters. Ah, oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah, that's the actual voice of Sonic. That's the actual, it's like all, you know, all of them that, that were there is like their actual voice actors. Because I, I said, that's a good Qbert impersonation who I was doing it. No, I think Qbert is just noises. It's just noise. <laughs> he is just noises. I don't think he's ever actually spoken. Excuse um, me, he is speaking Qbertese. Qbertese. And, that, and Jack, uh, and uh, uh, Fix-It Felix knows Qbertese. It's great. Yeah. So <clears throat> write that down in your notes, Chris. <laughs> I'll write it in, in yours. Okay. In your nose? <laughs> That's what you said. Write it down in your nose, Chris. <laughs> yeah, Dave, I think that's what you said. Yes, it was. Sometimes I hate the fact that I'm so far away from you now. Like, back in the old office, I could have just, just reached, reached across the, the desk and sure. smacked you. And now and you I'm have. a full, like, 15 feet away from you. <laughs> anyway, just, you Chris. You just need a nice array of things to throw at him. I, I have threatened to get Nerf guns before. Um, uh, go ahead, Chris. <laughs> Hold on, this is a, this is a very very out of the way aside. But did you see that Nerf introduced a mascot? <laughs> you shut the fuck up. No, um, he is made out of Nerf darts. Is it a Nerf cop? His name is Murph. <laughs> <laughs> he is terrifying to look to behold. Um, Stan Chris, keep talking. Vamp okay. while I look up this monstrosity. I am because the thing I wanted to talk about with the hub world thing is like, you know, it's. Do you think that the personalities that they have are are particular to that hub world, or that those game characters have the same kind of personality across the board? Because they interact with each other, and they all and they all have you know the the off the clock personalities. But do you think they're the same, like if from arcade to arcade or machine to machine, like, like outside of Litwax, is it different? Because they're not connected to the internet in any way, so they right. don't communicate. Um, is that sort of an answered in Ralph Rex the Internet? The, no. That it goes out, or is, is it contained within the same thing, too? Um, no, it's, it's, yeah. But uh, I don't know. Um, I would assume that the, that it depends on how sentient the other game versions were, but I guess if they all came from the same thing, that if they have a hub world, 
It would be similar, but it would be like it would be like it would be like multi dimensions. You know, it'd be like the other verse. <laughs> The multiverse of Wreck-It Ralph. The multiverse. Um, of first of all, I just want to say that Murph Nerf is <laughs> fucking terrifying, mm-hmm. and I didn't see it. I will. I will show it to you after the podcast. <laughs> he is hilarifying. Mm-hmm. He's um, like gritty. Yeah, oh my god. Um, so basically, is the question if in another part of the world somebody were playing a Wreck-It Ralph in a different arcade, arcade or game. a different place where there's arcade cabinets and they congregate? Are they? Are they? Do you think they're the same? I think this raises the question of like raises the basic hypothesis of the movie to an existential crisis nightmare kind of <laughs> mode because this is not one of those concepts you want to think about too deeply. Probably not because um, it depends because the whole mo- uh, milieu depends on uh, Ralph deciding to get the medal, right? So it depends on if other... He, wa- he wants to bring back a medal to prove he can be just as good of a hero. Just as good as a hero. So it's like, it, I guess it depends on if the other other areas, games, versions of wreck ralph has the same, like David was saying, with the same ex- existential crisis. Because now we're getting into like multiverse of madness right. territory. Oh, yeah. like, no, is there a version of Ralph that got tired of being a villain and murdered the other people <laughs> right, in the right. apartment well, building? Well, he, uh, right. he wouldn't do that because that would end up with his game being put uh, in. Right. He would have to go turbo. Yeah. Well, is there an alternate reality? Where he, go, where he actually does go turbo. Yeah. Or is there one where he likes his job? Yeah, uh, exactly. That, yeah, that's why it's like... Um, He's content in being in the garbage dump of bricks. I mean, it's the same sort of hypothesis of like um, in Toy Story. Is it just Andy's toys that have those personalities? Or do other children who own the Woody and Buzz dolls, do they have the exact same personality when that child leaves the room? Weirdly enough, it's kind of answered because at least with, um, when it, with a new toy... They don't know, like, it's like with, in the first Toy Story, Buzz doesn't know he's not a toy. Oh, right. So they, they do kind of, so they, and also in, I think the second one, they encounter that uh, display of multiple buzzes. Yeah. And they all just, they all come out of the packaging fresh and blank slate. They think they're, they're the actual character. See, again, existential crisis mode. Like I started, I went down this rabbit hole thinking about the way Calhoun's backstory was programmed. And I was oh, like, you mean what? a tragic backstory? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what kind of monster would program a backstory like that for a video game character that serves no purpose. In an arcade, yeah. It's yeah, it's a, arcade. it's a rails shooter, a light rails shooter. And then I started thinking, like, what if all of us are just living in our own light rails shooter and God has programmed our right. own tragic backstories? Oh, no, you've gone down the, the world as a simulation. <laughs> yes, <all>. exactly. <laughs> what? <laughs> I lost it. There was something I was going to bring up, but you're welcome. Because no. there, there has to be the, you know, and like in this version, because of Ralph's existential crisis, Calhoun and Felix meet. You know, is, is that going to happen in every? Oh no! You know, is no because is there's no guarantee all those games are hero the same. duty. Hero's duty. <laughs> hero's duty. <laughs> That's my favorite joke. <laughs> Of the whole movie. And yes, of course. Um, but uh, so, you know, it's like the other worlds, the other places Ralph would have to go over or, or have to do something to get. Um, no, he'd have to go to Hero's Duty, right? He would have to go to Hero's Duty to get the, get the uh, medal. 
And so well, it's like, how many? This particular elf decides to do that. Right. I mean, there's all sorts of different permutations of what could happen. And, anyway. and, that, and yeah. that, it's like, so I guess initially for the game itself, they, they would have the same personalities, but after hours, it, it would be the. I should, I, should, I, just, I should point out as another different aside, Mr. Litwack uh, is one of the best arcade owners I've ever seen in that, by all accounts, uh, that's an, from, like most of those arcade machines are originals from when he purchased them. For instance, the Ralph machine is 30 years old in that yeah. game, <laughs> in that movie, excuse me. Very well maintained. Yeah. Well, um, so that was fun. <laughs> but jumping into the, the, the other topics, I, I, I typed out, this was like actually one of the last notes I put in, but it just kind of struck me. Ralph kind of exemplifies his role in the game and how he feels about his lot in life. Is He kind of exemplifies the phrase, nobody cares about what I do until I don't do it. Mm-hmm. Because what kicks off the plot is, uh, you know, Ralph has a, yet another day where in the game, he, you know, he, he, you know, Fix-It Felix defeats him. He's thrown off the roof into the mud. You know, he's, he's beaten. And then he goes to the dump where he lives uh, and just and sleeps. And he, and he talks about how, you know, he's like, ah, I'm, I'm, he's like it's just every other night for him. And then he, he finds, he reveals in Badenon that what, what uh, got him upset this particular night was, it was they had the big 30th anniversary party for their game and no one invited him. And it's like, you, you really start to sympathize with Ralph. It's like, he's a major part of how this game works and what it's about. And uh, no one appreciates that about him. Well, yeah, because everyone, again, we can get super deep with this one if we wanted to, but all the other characters are already pre-programmed to not like him. Right. So if they live conceivably their entire day the way that we, you know, we all live our work days and they're... Uh, have been taught he's the bad guy why would they invite him to a party now we're getting into the notion of like preconceived uh stereotypes that we all have and, and that's partially there because when they show ralph walking around the hub world area they all they make a point of showing that a lot of the characters who aren't bad guys spot a bad guy and shy away from them immediately and also but it, it's also important to, to note that it's like when the arcade closes, they, it's absolutely like the Flintstones quitting time where they drop their, they can drop the, you know, the routine and be relaxed. And, but they, but it's, but it's important to point out that the nice landers, as they're called, still decide to just not like him. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure that has something to do with the way their building that they live in is programmed to fall apart whenever Ralph just tries to walk around in it. They live with a guy with a magic hammer who can fix it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, the thing is, like, they can choose. It's like they know what his role as part of the game is to cause the trouble. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird, it's an interesting idea because it's a weird mix of, and, and actually, it'll lead into the next topics, which, which were my main topics, um, which is uh, my. I, Part of it is, it's like you you can choose. You can you can choose. You don't have to fall into these roles. And I think the movie goes a lot a long way in, in talking about that, especially in Badenon. I think Badenon is one of the one of the really nice things. Is it shows all the bad guys being like, uh, 
you, uh, I said the, the main point of batting on is accepting yourself and you are not your job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's exemplified in the, um, what is it? The, there's a word for it. the, 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 what they say at the end, there's a word for that kind of, the, like, the, not credo, but, um, affirmation, I think yeah. it is, which is I am bad and that is good. I am not, I will never be good. And that is not bad. There's no one I'd rather be than me. And, and before Ralph can really internalize that, he gets mad about the party mm-hmm. and he sets off on his journey. Um, but that's one of the reasons I love the movie is like, it's the entire thing circles back around to you can choose to be what you are. Yeah. And it also, that has a lot to do, I think, with self-awareness mm-hmm. that these characters display all to a certain degree. And I think, you know, it's, it's a matter of how much they want, how much self-awareness they are out, to, you know, actively looking for. Because we don't really see, like, where does Sonic go at the end when he goes home? But, like, the Nicelanders, they go back to their nice apartment building where they each have right. very nice apartments. Um they don't really seem to consider the fact that Ralph lives in a dumpster or used to live under a tree stump where their apartment building now sits. Right. They just live out the premise of the game without thinking right. about it. Without stepping outside of their own boundaries. Daniel? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Great contribution. Uh, no, Thank I you, mean, no, that's fair. Um, big, uh, I mean, and, and, that discovery that, you know, even though he ends up finding contentment and I have to go back though to, uh, because that's why, that's why I like fix it Felix so much is because mm-hmm. yeah, he has to be the hero and do the hero things with the people in the building and stuff, but he still has an inkling of where Ralph is coming from. And so he has no trouble once he, oh, he did leave. And we are, we really are nothing without him. So when he goes on the journey, he's willing to go find Ralph because he knows that without Ralph, the game is done. So, so the idea that um, Felix has made the choice to be at least personable um, and he has the whole discussion of why he can't come in and stuff. And it's like, but then he says, come on in. You know, yeah, get your yeah. I think at the beginning, it's like, at the, as you point out, it's more like he's trying to keep the peace, right? And because he's the hero, and then when he sets out at first, it's because, well, if he doesn't come back, our game is screwed. And then it, over the course of the movie, it becomes he realizes what that he need, like, what what Ralph really contributes, and he, which led into the one another one of my favorite modes when when uh, Ralph breaks into the into the fungin, yes, to, um, and and. Immediately, when uh, uh, Felix recognizes, he like jumps into his arms. No, wait, I'm mad at you. No, wait, I'm mad at you, and jumps back out and has that whole insolent moment. It, that is literally one of my favorite mm-hmm. moments in that whole movie because it just showed, just shows how much Felix does need him and does actually care for him deeply. Yeah. You know? I like what you said about, uh, Chris, about no one cares about what I do until I don't do it, because I think that this movie has so many deeper, well, 
they're none of that thing is surface level. So I can't really say deeper meanings right. because it, it's all text. It'll strike but, a chord. Yeah. Um, and this is why, you know, the fact that, um, you know, best animated film is still its own separate category at, at most awards shows uh, instead of like animated features being featured, you know, pun intended, among like best picture contenders. Mm-hmm. And why people still look down upon animation as an art form is baffling in this day and age. Like I, I've told both of you before, animation as a personal preference is not something that I myself will usually seek out, but it is still very much its own poignant art form, and you can look at the things that we're discussing and see that. Oh, yeah, Guillermo del Toro recently said something like that, uh, about that. Yeah. He said, it's not a genre, it is art, it is film. Yeah, and this uh, has, that point about doing your job has never been more exempli- uh, you know, exemplified than the last two years. As people online love to point out, so many boomers said, well, if you don't like your job and how much you're getting paid, just go somewhere else. And then they all go and get, go somewhere else. And now everyone's like, well, now there's no one working at this restaurant. Uh, you know, there now there's nobody waiting tables. No one cares about what you do until you stop doing it. Yeah, I, that's part of the reason it really, start, it really hit home with me. It's just, mm-hmm. I, just, I really sympathize with Ralph. Even even though like throughout the movie he 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 very much in his in a very selfish way is the cause of a lot of the in most of the problems that happen. Yeah. Because he he and you know they point that out in the movie. They're very good about about pointing out about this character is like you wanted this thing so bad that you were willing to wreck all of these different things and your own game to just show up and just say, ha I got this medal. He is the cause of and solution to yes. the yes. movie's yes. Oh, absolutely. Conflict. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it leads, it leads into the, the second point, the, the big one I had, which was uh, there's nothing, this movie points out, there's nothing wrong with wanting to better yourself. It just becomes bad or selfish when it's at others' expense, which is the, the central idea of going turbo, as they explain in the movie. And I thought the reveal was very well done because... I didn't, it caught me by surprise when I first saw the movie. And then now in subsequent viewings, I always see, oh, there's how they care carefully. You know, they, they made it uh, apparent that if you're, if you're paying attention, what happened? Yeah. Uh, because Turbo was, was the main character racer of a game called Turbo Time, who was super popular. But then a new game came in. He got upset, jumped into the other game, and ruined both his game and the other one and people just think turbo was gone after that but no he secretly hopped into different games and until he took one over completely which happens to be the one of the games that uh, ralph ends up in for most of the time and speaking of multiverses he was able to uh this version of turbo was able to find a way into the code right to of this world that he jumps into and and rerun it through himself rerun it through himself and erase memory code from characters in the game and everything and so he could be the king you know it's like i i thought that was a really crafty and use. once again we are leaning into some existential horror right. because yeah. is every turbo like by design going to do this probably not i mean it, it, it would probably is an isolated incident but is it is it well it's the thing is there are probably other arcades where they had a different name for it based on which whichever character decided to do it first yeah that's true but i just i like the fact that the first time you hear of it it's m bison leaning in the bat and on meaning you're not going turbo are you ralph <laughs> but that i mean that's the that's the main that's the main thing i like about the movie is just this idea that um 
it's important for you to want to want better for yourself if you think you're not getting it but it's important to, it's equally important to do it in a way that you know doesn't wreck the lives of everyone around you yeah uh, self-awareness yeah like i said earlier is a big part of a of a person's journey this movie's fucking deep y'all <laughs> i think so I, I said that jokingly, but yeah, like I, I just it, said it earlier, is. I mean, very, it is. very much the, the, the Futurama attitude of how it delivers the moral and the message uh, shines through in all the, the, uh, in all the interactions and the way things go down. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we talk about uh, Felix's magic hammer and how Abs- much I want some? <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think one of my favorite moments in the movie is when he tries to break the bars on his cell window <laughs> and makes them stronger. I laugh he, he, he so works loud. one loose and he's like, "What?" And he's like, "He's like, I'll do like Ralph does." And then he just t- automatically takes his hammer and hits it, and the bars go three times. Their size. Why do I have to fix everything? Yeah, a beautiful inversion of the whole, you know, character flaw of I, I ruin everything I touch. Felix literally fixes everything that he touches. <laughs> right after he's done the whole. Um, Keep hitting me. Keep hitting me. Oh, that the, scene, yeah, that scene is Laffy funny, Taffy. but also really kind of weird because they <laughs> oh. realize the Laffy Taffy loves it when he gets hit. So Calhoun has to hit him <laughs> and repeatedly. he keeps hitting himself with the hammer. <laughs> and he, yeah. Yeah, and Felix 100% awakened something in himself. <laughs> Clearly. Um, what's his, um, uh, you're one dynamite. Oh, yeah, that's the trigger dynamite for gal. her tragic yes. backstory. You're one dynamite gal. So is Felix the reincarnation of her dead fiance? No, because they're from different games. That's silly. He's probably older than her dead fiance <laughs> character. Yeah, but is he? But yes. is he? Is he an so alternate universe version of her dead fiance? <laughs> right. No, they're in the same arcade. What are they? No, it, it, this is dumb. What do we do? <laughs> I don't know, it, man. It's d- directly evolved from your question earlier, Chris. No, it's it, but yeah, but in a bad way. <laughs> You sent us down this rabbit hole. This is all your fault. I think it's almost worse when you agree with me. <laughs> I, 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 I do like how... I <laughs> do, do you remember like... what happened the last time Chris, uh, Stan and I didn't agree with you? <laughs> yeah, depression set in. Um, I do like how they <clears throat> differentiated between... Uh, well, Heroes Duty being the brand new game. And yes. So they're not used to... The fact that they can go into the power strip and be in the hub and everything. Like yeah, that. yeah, they, they kind of uh, keep so to they, themselves. They don't under um, uh, Calhoun doesn't immediately get the whole why we're on this mission in the first place. All she wants to do is get the bugs, get the cybug and everything. And and uh, well, she's also focused because she explains that um, the cybugs, as part of the game, aren't sentient like the characters are. They are basic. She basically calls them a programmed virus because they're designed to replicate and destroy. Exactly, and 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 uh, <clears throat> I like how uh, they're. I think it's Ralph, or it might be Ralph, or it might be might be Fix It, but um, uh, where they say you've only been in this place three weeks, you don't know how things are. So um, oh yeah, so, somebody um, uh, and they haven't been in that. They haven't gone through into that part in the hub where the one I don't even know what the the code police guy who oh has, the, he's the surge protector the surge protector he's literally the surge has protector. to ask every every new person and so he always attacks he's Ralph. like yeah he's like customs yeah <laughs> yeah 
great moment and and the whole the whole thing that Calhoun has to learn about that herself mm -hmm. as well and then uh she never believes that she actually falls for oh yeah for Felix you know and and it's just lovely it is uh, <clears throat> and I'm sure that it is because it takes her a while to accept the fact that Felix is the reincarnation of her dead fiance. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Write fan fiction on your own time. What makes you think I have it? <laughs> uh, I, I unfortunately did learn thanks to TV tropes that apparently this uh, this movie has inspired tomes of Wreck-It Ralph fan fiction. Oh, I'm sorry. Which is upsetting to think about, I'm sure. Absolutely. No offense out there to fan fiction writers. I'm sure that uh, there's a lot of really good stuff out there. I'm sure that there's also a lot. Oh, of, yeah, yours is the good one. Don't worry. Uh, I'm sure that there's also a lot of really disturbing Rule 34 Wreck-It Ralph fan fiction out there. There absolutely is. Uh, but Rule I should 34? stereotype because stereotypes no, are... No, we're, we're not explaining that on not, this podcast. You can Google it. Yeah, okay. Go ahead, pull out your phone and Google <laughs> Rule 34 while we're... Oh, God. No, don't say anything. Do I just do Rule 34? Yeah, oh, God. <laughs> No Don't ruin about. this from you. We were so close. I could read this on air. Please do not. Ruin yeah, it. no, just this is for your own benefit. I just want you to figure out what this is without us having to explain it to you. Benefit. Uh, yes. Ben Affleck. Oh, God. What? <laughs> no, um, but I mean, there, there is a lesson in there. <laughs> no, just like we shouldn't assume that. Of course that, there is. Just like we shouldn't assume that Ralph is the bad guy just because he plays that role. There's something, something fan fiction. My Little God, Pony. God Pokemon. bless you for trying to. No, stop <laughs> reading things out loud. <laughs> Nobody's going to know what I'm Flip talking about. Flip over to the image tab. <laughs> well, do not do that. Not in our presence. Uh, yep. So, anyway. I know what that rule is. You I'm invented a, that I'm, rule. I kind of did. He exemplifies it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what makes this a perfect 10 for me, at least, is the fact that I just, through the lens of video games, which is something that, that helps. At least for me, focus in on it. It just it, it a lot of the themes, much like uh, much like Wally, which was in contention for a while to be part of this series. Um, I just identified very much um, with Ralph and his struggles, and just the idea, and and Vanellope's because Vanellope has her own arc inside her game of of just wanting to uh, wanting more, wanting more, yeah, wanting more, and and just. Wanting to actually be recognized as a contender. Now, they don't always have to be the winner, but they, they need right. to be thought of as worthy. And for her, it was a, a sincere feeling in her bones and heart that she was more than she's being, you know, more than a glitch. You know, it's like, and then we find out that she is more than what people thought she was literally so I, I will say yes yeah you're absolutely right it, it it hinges on the fact that ralph sees the side of the game and sees her on the, that she's one of the the prime characters uh, also bones what because she, she says she, she feels it in her bones you know that she is a racer you know and that and 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 that's because you know, her programmed bones. Okay. <laughs> programmed bones. No, what did I say? Her, what, or in her code. She feels it in her code. She does. You okay. said bones. I did say bones. Um, but I, she I feels did. it in her fingers. <laughs> she feels it in her code. I'm going to throw this at you. Well, love is all around us. <laughs> Do not sully this podcast with love, is, actually. That's right. There, I think it's a bad thing. Is there an alternate version of Vanellope that's, you know... Probably functions had, properly because had, they didn't have a turbo. Exactly. Exactly. 
So does she have the same existential crisis as our as our Vanellope? No, she might have. That's see, that was the thing I was thinking about when I asked that question, Dave. <laughs> it's just like they're, pro, they're, pro, they're like there's probably other versions of Vanellope out there that are the prince, the super princessy types because their code wasn't messed. And with. all the other racers love her and stuff, which right. takes this group of. Uh, 90 minutes before I, that was that is one of my favorite parts at the end which he's revealed as the princess of oh, the yeah. game and <laughs> she says everyone who made fun of me will be yeah. executed <laughs> you're gonna kill us and, and honestly, she couldn't stop crying <laughs> and, and honestly has anyone who's ever been bullied not thought of themselves being like president or something and being oh, like yeah. and now all of you <laughs> no joe, pardon joe from eighth grade who threw something at my head dead you are dead. straight to the gallows with you fuck you specifically <laughs> All right, well, thus far, this has been uh, one of our shorter episodes so far. Chris, is there anything else you'd like to talk about before we uh, wrap it up and take it home? I will say if you continue on to watch the sequel, I think it's good in its own right, and it covers different themes, but it is absolutely not going to be like the first one. Uh, so you might have, you have to temper expectations. I, 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 I hate to sound cliche, Sequel's not as good as the original, but it is good in its own right. And I, it wasn't what I expected, but it was good. Gotcha. I got to say, I honestly am, I, I was shocked that Wally did not make it onto your, one of your four picks. It was high on the list. Because as far as animated films go, I think that one would be my number one. Uh, spoiler alert, I can tell you right now, there's no animated films on my top ten, <laughs> or on my top four perfect tens. There is but, not. I've seen it. Yeah. Well, what have we got coming up next for you? What's your next perfect ten film? Well, Did you not have another question about about no. what's, his, what's his face? Being? No, that was a comment. Gene's oh, okay. a dick. Okay. Even, a when dick. He, even when he's laying it out for, for Ralph at the end, Gene is still a dick and is in no way trying to offer any sort of sympathy for Ralph's plight. Yeah, because Gene is a digital one percenter. <laughs> kind of, yeah. True that. Yeah. And, they, uh, have, they have to kind of gloss over him at the end. It's like, oh, everyone came around. It's like, even Gene is like, yeah, well, yeah, there's none of that on screen. He's just suddenly, he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, racist against poor people, Gene. <laughs> he kind of is. <laughs> um, well, springtime for Stan is over. The summer of Chris continues. <laughs> Before we head into the winter of Dave's content. <laughs> uh, did you, was, was that just like off the top of your head or have you been holding on to that one? I got that one about an hour ago. <laughs> okay, hang on to it. We're going to reference that again. I know I'm not going to remember it. Oh, uh, yeah. I was especially proud of the winter of Dave's content. Yes, that was brilliant. Thank you. Um, but uh, heading into next month, which is, which is July, it, mine and Dave's birthday. So, uh... I thought I'd pick something special. You know, guys, I, I heard uh, that someone from NORAD uh, spotted Santa on the East Coast around 5 p.m. today. You kidding me, Chris? Are you doing Christmas vacation? Is that what it's Yes, that's right, Stan. We are doing National Lampoon's Christmas vacation for July. Damn it, I fucked up the line. No, you got it. No, no. Wait, no, it, it, you, well, I mean, it's... You serious, Chris? Yeah. There we go. But no, I mean, you got the spirit of it, because yeah. I, I know I fucked up the line I did. <laughs> Yes, uh, one of our favorite movies to watch, uh, me and Chris and me and Katie, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I'm excited for this one and excited for Christmas in July. Absolutely. 
And, we're, and it's going to be a rundown of what makes that movie great. There's going to be no middle ground on that one. Yes, Dan. <laughs> no, no, I mean... We, I love Randy Quaid in it, but I, he's canceled, It's a he? shame his brains are scrambled. <laughs> right? um, I was about to say, I think you're the first person to ever say the words, I love Randy Quaid in it, about anything. No, Randy Quaid was, was really good. His stuff in the vacation yeah. films are great. Well, I mean, not, I mean, well, not all of them. But I mean, I mean, at least the the first one and uh, and uh, Christmas. Yeah, I mean, uh, this, so those two. Every <laughs> he's in three, right? He's and in the second one, right? Independence Day. He, <laughs> I love him in a, Independence that's not Day a vacation too. film. I love him in Independence Day. Well, no, but it's a Randy. Quaid and I love him in National Lampoon's in Day After vacation. Tomorrow, which somehow didn't make my list. No, what. Well, I'm saying Randy Quaid is actually a was actually a good actor. Oh, he's before great. He went absolutely nuts. He was a Quaid brother. I don't know what happened. I mean, to he still either. is. Well, yeah. I don't know if the other ones talked to him much though. But uh, yeah, we're going to talk about Randy Quaid and more uh, during Christmas. During... <laughs> but Chevy Chase also kind of went. Yep, he'll be there too. too. No, he's, so. Here's the thing. That's that. That's my ultimate separating art from artist because Chevy Chase is absolutely someone I don't want to think about. But I love Clark Griswold. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, unlike Randy Quaid, like he might have always been crazy, and we just found out about it in the last couple of years. Um, Chevy Chase has always been a dick. Mm-hmm. If you go back and you read about like his 70s and 80s yeah. SNL antics and all of that. Uh, but not to sully the good name of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. We won't be talking about that. We'll be talking Christmas about how marvelous Miss that movie is. Vacation. Are, think, you, are you proud of yourself? I ain't going to miss it. when I find my phone. <laughs> All right. This has been something. In general, it went a whole lot better than... <laughs> Once again, thank you for reminding me. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, Stan, I know you're not on the socials, so uh, I'm going to skip right over you. Uh, Chris, if people want to reach out to you online, stop that. Where can they find you at, Chris? Uh, I'm on Twitter at ChrisTheOK. All right. Love actually is shit. I thought for sure you'd save that for the stinger. If you want to follow me personally online, the best place to do that is on Instagram at DBHensley. If you would like to keep up with Long Walk Productions, you can visit us online at longwalk.us or search for Long Walk Productions and Long Walk Podcasts on Facebook. To see more of our original work or hear past episodes that are no longer streaming, you can follow the YouTube links in the show notes. Thank you very much for listening, and if you enjoy this show or any of the shows on the Long Walk Podcast Network, please make sure to leave us a rating and a review on whatever platform you are listening on. Peace out. Man, poor Sour Bill, huh?